podcast series by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. I'm Jill Harper, Vice Chair of Communications on the CIA's Research Council. In this episode, we'll be talking about a new paper just published this May called Future Long-Term Care in Canada, an Enterprise Risk Management Framework to Identify and Quantify Major Concerns. This paper includes a pilot analysis that's intended to demonstrate how enterprise risk management can be used to address concerns about future long-term care in Canada. This paper builds on several themes that you might recognize from other CIA research projects. It gets into the application of enterprise risk management, it looks at applying actuarial techniques in non-traditional areas, and it also builds on a number of recent research projects relating to long-term care. There are Seeing Beyond Risk podcast episodes about many of these research projects, so if you're interested in hearing more about CIA research in any of these areas, take a look for those related podcasts. As I mentioned, this paper was just published in May 2020, so if you haven't seen the paper yet, it's a really interesting paper to read, and I definitely encourage you to check it out. You can find this paper as well as any other CIA research paper by visiting the website at www.cia-ica.ca, navigating to the research tab at the top, then selecting research projects. On the line today, we have Bonnie Jean MacDonald, who is a fellow with the Society of Actuaries and the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. She's also the Director of Financial Security Research at the National Institute of Aging at Ryerson University, and she's the lead researcher for this research project. Welcome, Bonnie Jean. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Jill. So can you start by giving us an overview of the research project? Absolutely. So an important question for all of us in Canada is going to be the future sustainability of its long-term care system. And these are the services provided to older adults living with chronic illnesses, whether it's in their private homes or in a publicly funded nursing home. It's going to affect our fiscal budgets, and it's really going to touch each and every Canadian personally. And that is because the reality is, is that we're living in an aging population. And that means there's going to be more and more older Canadians living longer and longer lives. And traditionally, the vast majority of care for seniors in their homes has really been done by their families. But baby boomers are really the first generation to not have many children. So this is not going to be much of an option. And keep in mind as well that long-term care, it's a public cost and it's not pre-funded like, for example, the Canadian Quebec pension plans. It is paid out of general revenue. And the real challenge with long-term care is that it's really received relatively no financial scrutiny compared to other programs that are associated with an aging population, namely the Canada Pension Plan, the Quebec Pension Plan, and Old Age Security. And this is not the case in other aging countries. Other aging countries have really scrutinized and done projections around the cost of their long-term care over the next few decades. So a program of research of mine and others at the National Institute on Aging is to understand how to help improve the sustainability and the quality of Canada's long-term care system. So from the sustainability side, to test the future sustainability of any financial system, what we need to do first is start with a baseline projection. And that is, where are we now? And how can we use this information to understand where we think that we are going into the future? And this becomes the baseline. The next step traditionally would be to do some type of sensitivity analysis of the projection assumptions. Basically, what are the known unknowns that are going to affect where we think we're going and how much will these things matter? 
Now, once all of that is done, we then have a baseline projection. We have some sense of the sensitivity of the results to our assumptions, and we're finally in a position to really test what happens if we do things differently. So basically, what solutions are there and how effective will they be? So in my recent publication with the National Student Aging, which was sponsored by the CIA, the Canadian Medical Association and others, and you, Jill, and I talked about in our last podcast, we had reported on the baseline projection, and that is where do we think that we're going? And the results were really eye-opening. And in short, we found that the cost of long-term care could very well exceed old age security expenditures over the next three decades. So the next step is to ask how the known unknowns will affect where it is that we think we're going. So as I noted, the traditional approach to do this would be to do some type of sensitivity analysis. And basically we would move around the future variable estimates and really see how much it affects our projections. But the challenge with this approach, it's just too simplistic. It would not work for such a deeply complex and dynamic system like long-term care. Long-term care, it's far from a coherent system. It's currently delivered by a mixture of publicly funded programs, private paid services, and most of all, as I said, unpaid care from close relatives within the home. And there's actually many gaps as well. There's unmet care is what we call it. This all happens in a variety of settings. It can happen in your home. It can happen in assisted living. It could happen in some kind of supportive housing. It can happen within community services, nursing homes, and hospital-based care. It's also an area of provincial jurisdiction, and it really lacks an explicit federal role. And this is different than, for example, hospitals and physicians, which are explicitly accounted for within the Canadian Health Act. So on account of the significant diversity and the vast range of the public, the private, and the personal involvement in long-term care, it's really a, a complex system of programs and services, and it's difficult to navigate. And this is true not only in practice, but as well as in research and analysis. And this really comes back to, again, we, we talked about this in the last podcast, the challenges around data. And that's something that's um, becoming much more public is the challenges of the data around long-term care. And the future of long-term care, it really, again, it depends on so many variables. It's going to depend on things like, of course, people's longevity, how long will people live, uh, their disability rates, but it's going to depend on a lot of other factors like the labor markets. How much are we paying the PSWs? It's going to depend on divorce rates because when people divorce, that spouse is no longer there to care for them. It's, of course, going to be affected by socioeconomic factors. It's going to be affected by disease control, climate change, immigration policies, because the majority of PSWs are usually female immigrants. It's going to depend on urbanization. It's going to depend on the decisions made by public policy in terms of distributing resources. So the list really goes on and on and on. There's no really simple way to do a sensitivity analysis in the traditional sense. So our goal was to make sense of all the risks facing this intensely complex system in a realistic way that would really ultimately help to inform the decisions that we will be making on possible interventions and solutions in the future research. And this is where the enterprise risk management came in. So ERM is typically employed at large corporations in the financial sector. And the ERM framework, basically what it does, it gives stakeholders a common platform to really collect and organize and filter and measure and manage the risks that will affect the future outcomes that basically concern them. And for this project, what we found in the end was that ERM proved to really be an invaluable and a really uniquely systematic structure for approaching this very complex system with all of its considerations and concerns 
and as well as the future evolving risks. The co-authors on this report were uh, Sim Siegel, who's a very well, internationally well-known actuary with a core expertise in ERM, and it was also co-authored by Michael Wolfson, who's a former chief assistant statistician at Stats Canada and really a leading thinker on population modeling and public policy intervention. And also the research was supported by Heidi Walsh, who is also a researcher in enterprise risk management, and she's a lawyer by training. So using this ERM approach, what we did was we brought together a panel of Canada's leading long-term care experts from across the country from a broad range of backgrounds. So we had doctors, we had lawyers, we had nurses, we had public servants, and we had academics. And then what we did is we used SIMS value-based ERM approach and we walked all of our experts through phone interviews through the ERM process. And, you know, not to kind of go through that whole process, it's all really outlined in the paper, but in very simple terms is what we did is we carried out these interviews where we basically were asking each individual, when it comes to the future cost of long-term care, what worries you? And then they would describe to us alternative future scenarios. And once we had these kind of future scenarios, we would then use a very sophisticated population simulation computer technology tool to model and simulate the alternative futures that they described to us and, and then basically to see how does it affect our baseline projection. Once those results, uh, those scenarios were, were written up, the experts then actually voted on how likely they thought these futures would be. And then we ranked the scenarios based on the likelihood, so that's basically the voting, as well as the severity of the results in terms of the cost of the public purse, as well as the um, cost to the families of the seniors in terms of how much extra care they would have to deliver within the home. So we would have the likelihood and severity rankings. And in total, we had actually over 30 scenarios of the future that we tested and explored. So you mentioned PSW. What does PSW stand for? Sure. So PSW is an acronym for personal support workers. So these are really the people who do, I think it's, it's something about 80% of all the labor to support Canadian seniors' long-term care needs. So whether it's in the home or within nursing homes, there's also nurse practitioners and nurses and there's physiotherapists, but really the vast, vast majority of this work is done by these personal support workers. So they're really a very important foundation of what is a very labor-intensive area of, of health for Canada. So what were some of the highlights in the paper? So in the baseline scenario, we found that if Canada were to continue on its current track with its current challenges, the cost of publicly funded long-term care would basically more than triple in 30 years, and that would be derived from $22 billion to $71 billion, and, that, and that's all in today's dollars. The panel of experts, they were extensively diverse, and the paper is very technical, but the storyline was very simple within all the scenarios. When it comes to long-term care in Canada, what was really the predominant message was that the status quo, and they were very passionate about this no matter where they came from, they really felt that it was unanimously seen as unacceptable. And really all the scenarios point to the fact that it was also an expensive and an unsustainable road for Canada. Now I'll give you kind of an overview of some of the scenarios and I think the really interesting part of this research to keep in mind is that this was all done before COVID-19. So a lot of the things I'm about to say, they're going to be, maybe now that it's it just really taken the media by storm, it's really entered the Canadian subconscious about the issues I'll vote to raise, but this research was done 
before the pandemic, and therefore this was quite new information for people outside the long-term care system. So the experts really had major concerns around the deficiencies in the institutional long-term care setting. So this is the nursing homes, and this was really ranked as probably, I think it was number one or number two. And they really believe that public policy should do a better job in supporting the provision of long-term care in the home and community. So for example, they identified a likely, a very likely future scenario in which baby boomers will put so much political pressure on the governments to improve the overall quality of long-term care. And this would be to correct issues like the overcrowding, the high use of physical and chemical restraints, inadequate staffing, etc. And it's interesting, again, this is something that has come to the public's eye on account of the pandemic. And our analysis, again, doing this before COVID, was that if this prediction came true, the unit cost of care to government for nursing home beds would rise from $175 to $300, and this would increase public sector overall costs by another 50%. The experts also reflected on the concern that, again, these personal support workers, the PSWs, are currently underpaid and overworked, and they often have unacceptable and even dangerous working conditions. So going forward, they really felt that the PSW, there'll be labor shortages. And as demand grows, the expectation among the Canadian seeders are also going to grow. And basically they saw a future scenario where the supply of the PSWs decreased to such a point that their wages would have to go up an extra $10 an hour to actually encourage recruitment and retention. And with that, we would then see basically a doubling of the overall cost of long-term care to the public purse above and beyond the status quo projected tripling of the cost. So I think this is, again, really um, interesting because this is exactly what's been happening on account of the evolution of the pandemic within the nursing homes. The other scenario that was stressed that's not really entered the public eye as much is just basically the evolution that the family of seniors are no longer going to be able to provide the same level of unpaid care to Canadian seniors, which historically has been about 75% of all home care hours is done by the family. And this is on account of Canada's lower fertility rates. And also there's been a lot of changing economic practices where People often are much more mobile uh, and the household structures have changed over time. And as I already said, baby boomers were really the first generation to have that many, uh, very few children. So, so much so that what we found was that if family members really were to even try to keep up with the care needs of more and more seniors, they're going to have to increase their efforts by 40%. And there'll be actually a doubling of the number of Canadians who would have to be caring for aging relatives. And this is really not a realistic future because already there's a lot of research that says that the family caregivers, they really report a lot of emotional, physical, and financial stress. So this idea of shifting even greater responsibility onto the family of seniors is not going to be realistic or sustainable. So again, just kind of going back, these themes of the future scenarios, they really now have entered the public consciousness, but, and it, it seems more obvious to us, but it certainly wasn't obvious back then. And to give credit where credit was due, although these experts were so varied, what really struck me was just how passionate they were about improving the system and just how much they worked from their own respective fields to really create change that wasn't happening. And I, I'm really grateful for them and their contributions to the research as, real, as well as to their real commitment to improving long-term care in Canada. And finally, 
I'd also like to very quickly say how grateful we were to the really great support of the project oversight group that was put together by the CIA and the SOA to help. And the Casualty Actuarial Society. To support their research as well as to move it along. So looking towards the future, what next steps do you see related to this study? Right. So this research was done before the pandemic. And now what the pandemic has basically done is taken research like this and they've changed the timeline. Everything's becoming much, much accelerated because COVID-19 has really dramatically highlighted a system that needs fundamental reform. And this conclusion has been reached by our study. It's been supported by our study. And what COVID-19 has also done is really provided that long-awaited impetus to undertake that reform. Now, reform efforts, they cannot be just reactionary. They really require a big picture perspective and a sound understanding of how the long-term care components need to function and be funded to support Canadians with the level of care they need when and where they need it. And not just over the next five years, but really over the next 30 years. So the value of research like ours is it's that it helps stakeholders to more strategically visualize the future of long-term care and what it could be rather than, as I was saying, reactively kind of imposing a series of short-term decisions that may ultimately prove to be more expensive and have poor outcomes. So solving the current and future long-term care challenges, it's going to require really a pan-Canadian commitment to fundamentally change how LTC is financed and how it's delivered. And so the next steps are really, is going to be to ask the questions, how do we get from this unacceptable present to a better future? And really my core interest is how are we going to be able to afford it, especially in a post COVID-19 economy? So now the NIA is really committed to tackle this problem and I'll be looking to other actuaries to join me in really shedding light on the financing solutions because I think this is, you know, financing future risks adequately and equitably. This is what actuaries do. This is our domain. So I actually see this as a really important time for actuaries to come forward with their talent, their expertise and their brain power to kind of shed light on financing solutions because, you know, I think there's a lot of finger pointing that's going to be happening over the next year about what's what we've just seen over the last few months, but a lot of it comes down to inadequate financing. So this is, a, again, a, a place where I believe that actuaries have a role to play, and it's certainly where I plan to put my brain power over the next few years. So to wrap this up, this is work that I really think is critically important. And following the project of the NIA and the CIA and the SOA, we are really now ideally positioned to carry it out. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I would welcome anyone else who would like to uh, partake in that as well. Fabulous. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Bonnie Jean, for joining us and for sharing your thoughts. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. It's a pleasure, Jill. Thank you very much. So again, as I mentioned at the beginning, if you're interested in learning more about enterprise risk management or about long-term care, we have several Seeing Beyond Risk podcast episodes on those topics. So I would definitely encourage you to check those out. Also, if you want to learn more about this study or read any other CIA research project, you can do so by visiting the website www.cia-ica.ca selecting the research tab at the top, then choosing research projects. In this research tab, you can also find a link to share your research ideas, and you can use this link to provide any comments, ideas, or questions that you have about CIA research. We always appreciate your feedback, so please don't hesitate if you've got anything you'd like to share. 
My name is Jill Harper, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Seeing Beyond Risk.